What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast, a podcast dedicated to destroying your self-limitations and helping you achieve your dreams. If you are watching today's episode, you may have noticed by now I got my good friend Logan Richardson next to me. If you guys have been long-term listeners of the Get Over Yourself podcast, you may recognize the last name of Richardson. We actually had Logan's cousin on here, I want to say about a little over a year ago now. I think so. Yeah, his cousin Nate. I'll link that episode down in the description below if you guys haven't heard it yet. Um, Logan's cousin Nate, he's a stellar guy. He talks a lot about love and compassion. And on today's episode, following in kind of Nate's footsteps, I guess in the good Richardson last name, we're going to be talking a little bit on that same concept of love, but in a little bit of a different atmosphere. Today, I wanted to invite Logan on the show to talk a little bit about how you can find good qualities in others. I've known Logan now for about five years, and one of his best traits is kind of recognizing the good that somebody has inside of themselves. Um, whether that's like a physical feature that they have or kind of their personality, whatever it may be, he's very good about making somebody feel confident and feel like they have a purpose here on this earth. And especially for a lot of my introverts who listen to this show, that may be something you struggle with. It may be something you know somebody struggles with in your personal life. So stick around. Today's episode is going to be fun. But with that all being said, let's jump into today's episode. So Logan, welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. Logan is a good friend of mine and it is a pleasure to have him. We had some technical difficulties going (laughs) before we started today's episode, so I appreciate you bearing with me. Uh, Just before we jump fully into it, maybe you can give the audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, some things that make you tick. Yeah, thanks Brandon. Appreciate you having me here on the podcast. Um, So I'm from the other side of the the Nate Richardson family. He's on the the good side, so you guys are getting the, the watered down version here. Um, I'm from Clarkson, Washington. It's a, it's a small, small town in southeastern Washington, population about 30,000. I grew up as a small town kid, right? We were a very tight-knit community. Everyone knew each other. Everyone knew each other's business. So it was a fun, fun time, fun place to grow up in. Grew up playing football, played a year in, in college before transferring here to school in Utah. And, and Brandon and I go quite, quite far back. We met each other on our LDS missions down in, uh, in South Brazil. And so Brandon's been a good friend of mine ever since. And ever since uh, I heard about starting up this podcast, I've always wanted to be on it. And so I feel very honored to be on the Get Over Yourself podcast with you guys here today. Yeah, Logan has been talking about coming on. And don't get me wrong, it's not just him. I've, I've wanted him to come on for quite some time. But it's kind of funny because we've planned having him coming on for the past year now, and it just feels like something comes up every single time. So today we're finally getting it done. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, I think we found this out like maybe four or five times since it's getting done finally. Finally, it's yeah. going to be here. So yeah, Logan, like I said, for today's golden nuggets, we want to kind of pull out for the audience. It's all about how you can find good qualities in other people. And I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about this because I wouldn't say that's nearly my strong suit. Um, I'm the kind of guy when you're driving down the freeway, I get mad at people more often than not. (laughs) You're the kind of guy that says, come on in, you can join my lane. (laughs) Um, So I guess just first things first. where does that kind of mentality come from where you can always see the good in other people and find their best qualities? Yeah, great. Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate that. Um, I'd say, you know, finding the best qualities in, in, in people, it really stems from my, 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 my upbringing, you know, my childhood. I, I feel like I, I was really blessed with good parents and a place where I grew up in. And so they taught me really good values and how to treat other people. 
right? Treat other people how you want to be treated. And so I think it kind of just, it stemmed from being taught by example by those people around me. And so it's, it's nothing of my own. I'm, I'm a product of, of the people that I've been around. And so that's been a huge blessing to be surrounded and blessed with so many high quality individuals. Now, take it a step further for all my listeners who might not have had the same upbringing, had some of the same influences in your, your family life, your social life, your church life, whatever it may be. How does somebody kind of start gaining those attributes, gaining those skills in order to have those, those qualities? Yeah, for sure. So I'll bring it down a little bit so you guys can know a little bit more about me and about where I come from. And I'll talk about how we can kind of build those qualities, even if we, regardless of where we come from, right? So I'm from a family of four kids. You know, I'm the youngest. Um, mom and dad, very loving individuals, you know, I grew up in a very religious household. So Christian values and morals was a very strong part of where I came from, right? They taught to us as kids. We'd read the scriptures together. We'd say our, say our prayers. Mom and dad always made an effort to do it. And so seeing like the, the qualities and the characteristics of my mom and dad and where they put their focus on in life, you know, that really inspired me, right? So my dad's a lawyer. Okay. And we all know lawyers, <laughs> not the, the highest quality people sometimes, you know? Sometimes a little bit, right? <laughs> no. But something that my dad always did is he always put valuing, valuing people over anything else in his business, right? His clients always came first. And so he would put that in any kind of aspect of his work. Whenever they needed something, he was there. And he was a very kind individual, very loving. He didn't work for a paycheck. He worked for the people, right? And paychecks followed that. And so being from a, a background like that of where love was such a, a big thing in my life, you know, I had a loving mother at home. I had a father who represented a lot of different qualities I hope to aspire to be in the business world that really influenced me to be who I am today. Right. And I'm, I'm no perfect. I'm no saint. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still struggling and, and doing my best. This is a, as a disclaimer here for the episode, but you know, pairing that with where I came up from, you know, I was in a, a very small high school and so I got to know people very closely. Right. And when you get to know somebody, you get to love them. Right. Think of all the leaders that you know in, in your life, Brandon. Those leaders that have really inspired you or touched you or even just those friends, right? Those are all people that have invested time into you, right? They've taken the time to get to know you. So they know where you come from. So I think that's one of the most important things you can do when interacting with someone is like figure out where they come from. Who are they, right? And then you can sense what their character is and, and what they like to do, what means the most to them. And you can highlight that and make them feel really good. But let's let's save all that just for a little bit later. So that's a little bit about me. I won't, don't want to dive too much into that. Um, but I came from that, that very Christian background, grew up in a church that taught some very great values. So that was a big thing in me. Um, and our, our churches, we have congregations throughout the world. And so my congregation, my local congregation, had some wonderful leaders in it. Okay, I was surrounded by plenty of, of brethren in the church who taught me and raised me to be a, a better and a high quality individual. Right. And pairing that with just the example of, of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's who I've got to turn all back to is Christ and the, the things that he's done for us. Right. He taught us to, to love one another, love our neighbors. Right. The two greatest commandments are love, is love God and love your neighbor. Right. Right. So coming from my background of where I am, very religious, have a strong family upbringing, great friends. I was very blessed. Right. So I've had a, a strong influence of that around me in my life. But I want to talk a little about those people who may come from backgrounds that aren't so blessed. Right. Met many characters like that in my life, you know, who have come from just some of those destitute areas of life that we can imagine never received that love, that strength they needed as a kid, or possibly they never received that system, that structure that they needed in their life. And so for people like that, you know, I, I I'm, I'm very empathetic towards people like that. You know, they, they come up from a, a life bringing an upbringing childhood that they had no influence over. 
I mean, Brandon, we've, we've been down to, to, to South America. We saw some of the most destitute and impoverished areas in the world. Yep. Right. And so think about those kids and that, that struggle like that. There's still something unique to them. They have a, a light and a life into them. Right. So for a little bit of background, we were in, in Southern Brazil in Curitiba, me and, me and uh, Brandon together. And we were serving in a, in a town as missionaries about five hours away from the main city. It's called Tomando Borba, right? And so favelas are a big thing in Brazil. Lots of favelas. You know, they're just houses stacked on top of each other. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of lawless. Think of Section 8 housing on steroids. Yeah, on steroids is an <laughs> easy way of putting it. Picture, uh, when you're picturing these houses, it's, and granted, there were some nice houses there too. I mean, just like anywhere in the world. But a lot of these places have multiple families living in them. It's, it's not just one generation. It's not like a husband and wife and their kids. It's husband, wife, their kids, their parents, sometimes the parents, parents, you know, you got your cousins living there. It's like two, three bedrooms, maybe for oh, maybe that, not, not even, not even for most of the houses, but filled with 12, 13, 14 people sometimes. Right. It's just stacked upon stacked, but right. But a lot of those families you met in there, some of them had some chaos for sure, but a lot of those families you met, they had a lot of love. Oh, tons yeah. of love. And so that I think came from what they had you know where they put their value and focus yeah you know so I, I think here in the united states we talk a lot about living a life by design right choosing what we want to do what we want to value where we want to be who we want to be around right right and so for people in situations where they come up in an upbringing that may not be the best for them they can really strive to live that principle of living a life by design right so what i mean by that is even though we may not come from the most favorable situations and circumstances, you know, we can, we have the, the gift of discernment to see what is it around us that we want to be and to live like, right? And so we can take that and apply that towards our values and align our values and of core principles, and that will guide our actions, right? Actions will, will not, actions come later, right? The first thing where all originates is in your values and your mind, right? And then the actions follow that. Yeah. You know, Brandon, we're like a fountain. It's kind of the way I like to think it, right? You know, fountain always springing forth something coming from it, right? So if we take care of our fountain, if we clean it, if we constantly are, are taking out the weeds, pulling out the, the bad things in our fountain, we're going to continue to produce good water, right? And so that's the way I like to think about it is we may all come from different circumstances, and I can't speak for everyone's circumstances out there that's listening to this, um, but we're all given that, that, that gift, that choice to be able to decide what kind of life you want to live. Do you want to be the kind of person that's going to be there for other people that's going to be loving? Or do you want to be that kind of person that's just going to blow them off? Right. Do you want to make people feel valued or do you want to make people feel less than what they should be feeling? I think a good point to that always goes back to the golden rule, right? Treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah. And a lot of times, I, I, my, one of my buddies, David, showed me this, uh, this video not too long ago. It was a TikTok video. And it was kind of funny. This guy's just driving in his truck. And he's just cruising down the road. He's sitting by himself and he just like starts recording. And he's like, have you ever thought about this? Like we're all living in our own lives. We all think we're kind of the star of the show. Obviously, like we're, we're living our own lives. And he made it seem like it doesn't always, how am I trying to put this? How we perceive ourselves isn't how other people always perceive us. Other, other people see us as a glimpse, as kind of a background character in a movie, whereas in our own lives, we're the main character, right? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times we're always so focused on us. What do people around us think about me? What do I think about myself sometimes? Then we're not focused on the other people. We're not focused on that golden rule of treat others how I want to be treated, how you want to be treated, right? 
so sometimes we get on that subject of I have to focus about me and I have to focus on making sure I look the best. I'm the smartest one in the room. I'm, I'm the funniest. I'm, I'm X, Y, and Z, right? Right. Whereas in your life, you tend to, obviously you put out a good presence, but you put out a good presence because you're focusing on others. Like you'll notice Logan here and you can speak to this after. If he enters into a room, one of the first things he's doing, he's walking up, he's walking around, he's saying hi to everybody. He's giving them hugs, right? He's, he's making people feel welcome. He's setting aside his stardom in, in his own show of life. And he's walking around. He's making people feel like they're their own stars. Thanks, Brandon. And, well, yeah, no no, <laughs> no need to get emotional on us, right, Logan? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just goes back to that golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated and kind of, kind of plug in for the podcast here. But get over yourself and focus on somebody Absolutely. else for a second, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so Brandon, I want to tie that back into like the, the leaders that I've had in my life that have been really influential. Um, pointing out a couple, I've, I've already talked about my dad a little bit. I want to talk a little about maybe some of the, uh, the other leaders that have inspired me, like on the football field or my own personal life. You know, those leaders have had the, the highest impact on me. They all carry what I call what's what's called the servant mindset, servant leadership. Right. The way that they serve is they go out and they take care of their people. Right. It's not a top down type of leadership. It's a bottom up type of leadership. Right. The people below them aren't supporting them. No, they're supporting the people. Right. So think of it like a pyramid. Right. The top is usually what we think of as leader. The servant mindset reverses that where the leaders at the bottom supporting the people up above him. Right. Um, a really good example of this is actually found in the military. Right. Military, not a place we think of that as a lot of love in it. Right. Definitely. So military officers and officials, the high, higher rankings. When they have a group, a group dinner together as a unit, they actually eat last. They let the people that they serve go first. So those guys are fed, right? And then the leaders will come through and do that. Brandon, why do you think that leaders in the military would do something like that? Well, it goes back to like the wolf pack principle, right? Everyone always pictures alphas in front, but alphas always in the back. They're watching over their, their people, their pack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, watching over your pack, walking over, watching over your people. It's because like those people, those soldiers in the army, for example, they know that their higher ups, are, they care about them, yeah. right? People tend that they want to follow leaders that they know actually care about them, right? And so that's a principle I think we can apply in all of our own lives. So yeah, you, you phrase this as a servant mindset, right? Uh -huh. And going back to kind of its core, if you could kind of sum up this servant mindset in a simple phrase so people could understand it, what would it be? Great question. I would sum the servant servant mindset as putting others' needs before yours. So there's a really good um, quote on this subject by Zig, by Zig Ziglar. It says, you will get everything you want in life by helping others get what they want, right? So the more that you help others achieve what they want out of their lives, the more that's going to come back to benefit you, right? It's a very selfless thought process. And a selfless thought process can go to benefit you so much more down the road than what a normal selfish thought would do. I like that. And it's funny you key in Zig Ziglar. My, my old man's always preaching Zig Ziglar to me. <laughs> he, he's got some good sayings out there. Yeah, he but does. I, I want to jump back into the idea of this military leader kind of seemingly leading from the back. Yeah. Like obviously he's leading from the front by doing it last, right? Uh -huh. And I think in our own lives, there's a lot of different areas we, we can see ourselves doing that sports is obviously the clear example right if you're a captain of a team you always are making sure the person who's coming in last is just as much coming in first with you because as a team effort you always have to make sure you're only as strong as your weakest player right for sure and 
take that same the reason why I love sports so much is you can uh, take those principles you learn on the field or in the weight room or whatever it may be and you apply, apply them back to your life right yeah so you're only as strong as your weakest player around you or maybe that's the weakest classmate around you the weakest family member the weakest whatever it may be right the weakest person in your life and so as you go forward and you leave these guiding principles of make others feel included make them feel loved ask them about themselves, get them going, get them excited that you're there and that you're talking about them. I, I think something kind of sparks inside of our lives that gets us being able to do that for somebody else. Cause it's, it's like a chain reaction, right? Logan, you come into the room and you start saying like, Brandon, how's your life going? And you, you get me going. Then I do the exact same for person C who's sitting over there and they go to person D and I think it sparks something. Absolutely. And of course you're going to have the broken chain where <laughs> occasionally somebody still might be upset, you know, but I think in principle, it truly does get people going and that's kind of the meaning of life is helping helping brothers and sisters here and making them feel a little less stressed with how crazy the world can be sometimes yeah absolutely i mean i love that you bring that up the idea of like that that chain reaction right i mean how does it how does the engine start it starts with the spark plugs right right small little things slowly ignite starts with a whole engine to get the whole car moving yep. right so small actions you do every day they pile up right and they slowly will build more and more and more you know, the, the, the nice, the kind gesture that you give to someone else that might gen, uh, reciprocate to someone else might um, come into fruition when that person gives another a nice gesture to someone else down the road. Yeah. And you never know what your niceness, your one act of kindness or whatever it was actually did for somebody else's life. For sure. it, it could be very minimal. And granted, I think most of the time it will be very minimal. It's, it's not always going to be these grand gestures. It's not going to be life changing 24 seven, but you never know when it will be. And even those smaller ones, they, like you were mentioning that pyramid earlier, right? They stack on top of each other until they finally do form that kind of top of the pyramid or tip of the iceberg, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can draw another sports analogy here for a oh, second. We love it. We love it. <laughs> Go off on another tangent here. So my favorite running back in NFL history, his name is Walter Payton. Okay. Chicago Bears. He won the Super Bowl with them back in, I think, I think 84, 86, somewhere in that area. Don't quote me. Um, but he was a, a fantastic running back. It didn't start that way in Chicago. Right. Actually, when he got into Chicago, it was one of the it was one of the bottom of the barrel teams. Right. They had to build up the team around him. But his leadership and the, the quiet leadership that he had actually was a great strength to other people. Right. He would bring new guys underneath his wing and teach them and help bring them into the program. Right. And so by doing so, he took that bottom of the barrel team that Chicago Bears was and turned them into Super Bowl champions down the road. Right. And so Walter Payton, I say that because there's actually an NFL award made after him. It's the, the man of the year, the Walter Payton man of the year award. I'm sure you've, you've seen it in the NFL, but men of character, they can still, they can be successful in life, right? It's not choosing, oh, you have to be the nice guy or you have to be, you know, some super successful guy. No, you can do both. You can, right? You can. I think that's a big misconception that a lot of us have. And I've had a person in my own life, but you, you can decide to succeed by helping others succeed as well. It's not just a, a, a one, one person thing, right? Yeah. It's a team effort. And of course there's anomalies to that. You're always going to find the uber successful people and success. I think we're both talking about money in, in this instance. Don't, don't judge all your success by your money, but you're going to see the uber successful rich dude down the street who is completely awful to his neighbors and rude to everybody, rude to his wife, right? But then you are going to notice, and these are the ones I'm picturing inside of my own life. I have a lot of good mentors who are just the most outstanding people constantly wanting to give back. Yeah, they are like the most successful people as well. Yeah. And I think that coincides. Like, of course, there's always going to be your bad 
bad pick of the litter, you're going to have that rotten apple. Yeah. But focus on those positive ones, the ones who not only are successful in their own lives, but they correlate into their extended lives as well. Absolutely. That's a good way to phrase it. Yeah. So, Logan, I guess jumping over to uh, – there's a couple more topics I want to discuss real quick before we close it out. What are some ways – a lot of people struggle with this, to uh-huh. be quite frank. They struggle with trying to make people feel included. They struggle with kind of putting others' needs before their own. So what are some ways that they can kind of practice that a little bit yeah. and actually start changing that mental state of, I want to talk about me, as Toby Keith puts it, right? I want yeah. to talk about me. I want to talk about <laughs> I. And no, I'm going to talk about somebody else. I'm going to make them feel a little bit more special. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me go off of that for a little bit. That's a good question. Thanks for bringing that up, Brandon. Um, one thing that I, I strive to do it's, it's really hard to look outside of yourself sometimes. You know, we have a lot of different things that go on in our life. You're like, like you said earlier, we kind of feel like the main character. You know, our, our issues mean the most to us at that moment in time, right? I, I was just on a, on, a, on a retreat down Lake Powell, and they asked us, like, raise your hand today. How many of you guys have thought about Maui? None of us. Nobody raised raise your hand, hand right? right? We're, we're not close to it. Right? That's, a, that's a huge thing that's going on, but we're not even close to it. So it's, it's a natural thing to struggle with thinking outside of yourself, right? So one thing that I, I try to do is practice the attitude of having an attitude of gratitude, right? Looking outside and seeing those things you should be grateful for. So this again goes back to another one of those leaders and mentors in my life, my grandpa, my grandpa Robinson from my mom's side, great guy. Um, and he, uh, he passed away back in, in 2016. But one thing that he left me with was having that attitude of gratitude. When I was a kid, he, he told me to go out in, into the yard and pick up a rock. <laughs> and so I picked up a rock and I brought it back in. And he, uh, he gave, he, I gave him this rock and he wrote down on it, the gratitude rock and gave it back to me. He said, Logan, I want you to practice grabbing this rock. And whenever you have it, say three things that you're grateful for. So yeah, absolutely. I'll do that. And so I, I, I still try to practice that principle today. You know, whenever I, I, I wake up, I, I grab that rock and I'll, I'll just list three things I'm grateful for. It can be the dumbest things ever. <laughs> you roll out of bed. I'm grateful for that sweet pillow I slept on last night. I'm so grateful for this this uh, breakfast I'm about to go eat. I'm grateful that I have the chance to um, drive the car I drive. So simple stuff like that, right? So when you wake up with like an attitude of gratitude in the morning, it helps me look a little more outside of myself, right? See what other people are struggling with. And not even just see what they're struggling with, see what they're succeeding in, right? We, we don't want to just think about just struggles. We want to see people's successes and celebrate that as well, you know? Brandon, when you start up this uh, Get Over Yourself podcast, dude, I was so high free. I remember where I was. I was down in the, the laundry room of my freshman dorm. I texted him like, dude, this is so cool. This is the, the best <laughs> thing ever, right? And so like the more you do that, and Brandon, you've reached out to me so many times as well and like congratulated me on my, my successes, right? And so it's, it's reciprocated. And so I, I think like having an attitude of gratitude can help you to look outside of like yourself and your box and what you normally see. Yeah. And I like that plug about your little trip down to St. George or uh, Lake Powell, was it right? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Rex, he's, he's going to come on the podcast here in about a month. So I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be uh, discussing a little bit more of that Maui experience where everyone was kind of focused on their inward self rather than the outward. So everyone stay tuned in about a month, the end of October, you should be getting that episode coming at you. I'll be good. But yeah, I, I like that, that principle of attitude of gratitude. It's something, if you're a long-time listener here on the Get Over Yourself podcast, you know I preach it almost every single episode. It's uh, finding what you're grateful for. I truly believe gratitude is kind of the sum up of everything that is wholesome in this world. If you're not grateful, 
you can't express any gratitude back into the world. And then it just goes back to that chain reaction, but in a negative effect. Yeah. The gratitude or whatever you're working on inside of your personal life, it starts right here for anyone who's watching at, in your core, right? Mm -hmm. It starts with you and then it goes outward towards everybody else. So Absolutely. Brandon, again, like going back to it, we, we choose to live the life by design of what we want to live. Right. I'm not saying like life is, oh, it's so easy. We get to pick and choose whatever we want to do. Right. You know, life is, in, is intended to be hard, but it's those, those key, like small decisions we make that make us that better person. Right. Um, there's a really good analogy given, um, by one of the leaders in our church. He talks about if he was a, a rolling stone rolling down the mountain, every single like, uh, edge and, and crash that he had rolling down the mountain makes him into a smoother boulder. Right. And so like, giving gratitude for not only the, the good things going on in your life, but even those bad things, like challenges, those the are tough moments, everything. Yeah. Those tough moments that they're hard in the, in the moment, but man, they can be some of the most rewarding things at the end of it. Right. And so it could be whatever you need to do. Like if you have, if you want to practice and having a gratitude journal, do it. If you want to do like a, maybe just like a weekly session where you just say things you're grateful for, do it. I don't know, whatever your vehicle is to, to get yourself in that better mindset, it's going to work for you. Right. My system is not going to work for Brandon Davis. Brandon Davis's service system may not work for me. Right. So everyone operates and functions a little bit differently. And so I, I think it goes back into just understanding yourself and who you are and kind of what makes you tick into getting that better frame of mind. Right. And so have, take some time, take some time to do some self, uh, self discovery. Right. Take some time to like really process your thoughts. Just be aware of them. You don't have to have to judge them like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking this at this moment in time. Why am I thinking that? And just follow that lead as it takes you down this little rabbit hole in your brain. But by doing so, the more like self-aware that you become, I, I think it's really beneficial in the, in the long run. And I'm, I'm just starting this journey. I'm, I'm not some kind of monk. Everyone is though. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old or you're 90 years old. Everyone's starting their journey every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really important uh, point you just brought up there. It's like, I, I often kind of, kind of try to shy into that but at the same time like that's it's grace right we have to give each other give you give each other a break right yeah. realize like hey this guy he's just starting to maybe change his life or hey this guy he's going through maybe some hard times let me see what i can do to help him out right and so being aware of like where everyone's at and realizing we're all human we all make mistakes let them slide yep right? definitely and i think that's the challenge i want to leave with all the listeners of the get over yourself podcast today go forward and this connects back to an episode I made a long time ago with Brett Hill. I'll, I'll put that one in the description below as well. It's about practicing mindfulness. So when you're in that moment, when you might be looking at somebody and judging them for kind of the outward appearance, right? Yeah. I want you to practice that, that moment of mindfulness where you sit back and you think, why am I having these thoughts about this person? Why am I judging them? Whether that be good or bad. And so that's, that's the challenge I want to leave with you. Sit back next time you're kind of reflecting on somebody a little bit and think where are these thoughts coming from and how can I change them from anything that possibly is negative coming to you and how you can kind of switch that to a positive light and see the person they truly are. I love that, dude. Yeah. And just, just to wrap up in the, the attitude of gratitude we're in here, B-Dog, I want to take a second just to express gratitude for you. You know, you're a fantastic host of this podcast. You do such a, a great job with it. Thank you, man. You're, you're one of my closest friends and I know I can, I can rely on you. Thanks, and any moment I need you. And Thanks, so, guys. Appreciate everything that you do for me. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, guys, that's Logan Richardson for you. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to go give him a follow on Instagram or whatever it may be. I'll, I'll go ahead and link him for all the ladies out there. If you're thinking Logan's a little cute, <laughs> maybe you can go hit him up. But guys, with all jokes aside, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave it a positive review or share it with somebody who you think could benefit from hearing our words today. Guys, at the end of the day, just remember, it'll all be okay. Just take a step back and continue practicing an attitude of gratitude.